The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 120, recorded November 2nd, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. With me, as always, is my good pal. Michael Diaz. What's up, pal? With sniffles. Sniffles. Luckily, we do this remote, so I don't have to get Michael's COVID. <laughs> True. I don't have COVID. Just a little bit of sniffles. I just, I mean, yeah, fact checking. I don't think he does either. But you never know. True. Michael's probably the most. Michael's probably the most careful person I know. This is what makes it funny for, for those that are out there. <laughs> like Michael would be in a bubble if he could, bubble boy, in walking around the city if he could. So he's very, very careful. Hey, as long as I so. can get food and go walk outside. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to see people very often. Yeah. I'll get my flu shot, so maybe I can bypass what you have anyways. Yeah. Well, it's been going around the house. So each of the girls the have had it, and then Shaley had it last week. So It's the kids, man. They they bring all the sickness into homes. Oh, they do. But like I said, the sniffles started today. I They're not terrible yet. Now... Hopefully next week I'm not telling you about how awful it got. <laughs> <laughs> Shaley was a wreck, but that said, her immune system's not nearly as robust as mine. Right. And now that I've said that, I will be dead before the next podcast. God, don't say that. Um, not a big week for news, but a big week for trailers. So we're not going to bring the trailers that we're going to talk about later into the news area. So we'll save that for our main topics. But um Michael, we got a few things of news to talk about. Why don't you 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 lead them? You put the ones up there. You did all the hard work of looking for news. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this came out. You probably already saw it because it came out last week. I think after our podcast came out, but before we, we, we blah, blah, before we recorded our podcast, right? But the live action Cowboy Bebop trailer for Netflix came out last week with John Cho and everyone else. It's uh. Did you watch it, Joe? Sadly, Michael, I have not watched it yet. It's uh, I don't, and here's the thing: I never watched Cowboy Bebop. I heard good things about it. I heard that thematically, it's somewhat similar to like uh, Firefly, and that it's kind of like a frontier old west type take, kind of almost, but sci-fi in a spaceship. So, those elements do appeal to me. But I admit I have not watched the anime, so I watched the trailer. I thought it was decent, but uh, like most Netflix shows other than like Stranger Things and whatnot, mm-hmm. it, it does look a little bit low budget. Well, it's, I mean, uh, if the story's good, it's okay. That's, that's fine. I mean, old episodes, like 70s and 80s episodes of Doctor Who, those are really low budget. All so Doctor Who is basically a low budget, and it's a little better now, but even the, even the reboot right. was low budget. Right. And, you know, I'm okay with low budget. Like mm-hmm. you said, if the story is good. You watched how many years of Next Generation? That thing didn't have a great budget. They had a decent budget. I mean, it wasn't terrible. 
Yeah, I don't know. They shake I mean, the camera, not the people. I mean, they still do that. Well, <laughs> my question is, why are there rocks stuffed into spacecraft? So whenever there's an explosion on the Enterprise, rocks come out. Yeah, I don't know. Poor, poor, poor engineering, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe they need it for ballast. <laughs> right. So are you all in for Bebop? Or are you just like, uh, are you going to, are you going to, um, you know, binge this? Um, eh. I mean, I, I could be wrong. It could be great. Um, you know, I, I didn't expect to watch, uh, Squid Game and then that came out and I knew nothing about it and I binged it in what a week and a half. That's a, you know, I don't think the budget was huge for that. Definitely not, but it was but, like you said, it's but, a good story, right? Good story. So, the sets weren't bad. It's just you know, it was done all right. It was done well, right? So, um, I uh, here's the thing: I need to get caught up on Why the Last Man, and I I'm remiss in this. Uh, apparently, the uh, finale came out this week, and it's quite the finale, and it's got people really talking and chomping Ooh. at the bit about this needs to keep going. That you know, it, it putting this, yeah. The story has to keep going, right? And hopefully HBO Max will pick it up, but I haven't watched it yet. So I'm hopefully going to be one of those people that binges it here soon. Why, why do you say HBO Max? Is that the rumor? Uh, because, because of Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. But you know what? They've been purchased, you know, HBO Max. By who? Discovery Networks. So the they'll, they'll Discovery the Discovery Plus and all that, that, that entity purchased that stuff. So sometime i don't know if it's january 1st or something like that 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 they actually take over i thought it was like a joint partnership i mean i thought hbo max was still owned by warner brothers uh, well maybe but i think discovery bought all of it you know what i mean is discovery big enough um i believe so i mean i don't Interesting. know i'm just, I, that's just what i heard well, I thought Warner Brothers was ultimately owned Discovery by Purchase Warner. It's a merge company. Yeah, it's not purchase. It was a merger. Ah. So it is changing, but the person that's running it will be the person from Discovery. That's fine. But it's okay. So nothing's going to change. Yeah. I mean, other than Discovery shows will probably start showing up on HBO Max and whatnot, but that's okay. Well, I mean, they'll probably make one thing, I would assume. Maybe right. not. Maybe not. I don't know. They'd be knows, smart too. All that to say, Cowboy Bebop, eh, because I got other stuff to watch. Yeah. Like Daredevil season three. <laughs> God. I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someday. Okay. All right. Let's go to number two, which is this should spark some conversation. Well, right now, Eternals is certified rotten. On Rotten Tomatoes. Now, it's not coming in at a 12%. Well, it's coming in at a... Not by public. Not by public, correct. This is the critics' consensus right now is, as of this recording, is sitting at 56%. Mm-hmm. Now, it comes out this weekend. Are you going to go see Which, it, Joe? I'm, I'll be on location at a photo shoot, so no. Um, so Michelle and I will see it maybe... If I get back quick enough Sunday or maybe Monday, Monday night might be something to do. It would be cool to go see it. I would like to see it by Monday so we can do a review on Tuesday. So that's my hope. I can't promise, but that's my hope. Oh. My Mondays are usually open. We should, we'll should. we discuss this later. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll so, meet you. 
Yeah. So stay tuned, folks. We may be doing a review of Eternals next week. But anyway, um, I have to admit, I, I've never, I was never really hyped for it, but it's a Marvel film. So I think I've just been more like, well, it's Marvel. Of course I'm going to see it. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, we all want to. I, I'm looking forward to, and this will, we'll get into this later with the previews. Uh, my answer is like, I'm looking forward to seeing characters that I have no idea who or what they are. Like I have no preconceived notions of Eternals of of it's good or bad. It's kind of like I didn't know anybody in Guardians of the Galaxy when it came out. Like I'm not a comic guy as much as maybe you are, right? Well, clearly right. not as much as you are. So I have no um, expectations as to what these characters are going to be like. Not that these critics do either. I think most of these critics don't know shit about comics, and they just say, "Is it a good movie or not?" Right. Um, and which is why I tend not to listen to them when it comes to movies like this because they just don't. I don't know. They don't, they don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily jive with what they like to see anyways. You know, it's like asking Scorsese, what do you think of Captain America? He's like, I don't fucking care about that. You know? So these people are paid and I don't know if they actually care for these movies to begin with. So they're already, I think a bias against it. Um, But which is a fair critique. But then again, the critics consensus has never been this low for any Marvel film. So, true. Is it the exact same critics? I don't know. True. You're right. It's never going to be the exact same critics every time. But I, I mean, I'm not too worried. Um, right. Kind of like you. Uh, I was not. I mean, yes, I knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. I can't say that I ever went out and bought any other comics. Mm-hmm. And they turned out to be a great franchise. Now, that's James Gunn. I mean, anything he does is pretty fucking good, I think. Right. So, uh, that said, I I have not seen anything by Chloe Zhao. I know she won the Oscar for Nomad Nomadland, and I know this is a much bigger budget. Then again, Marvel is really good about bringing in the right people to assist their directors see their vision. I mean, right. And it just this just goes to show that, like, you know, if I'm reading, there's two reviews right next to each other. One, the first one, this is a. Uh, uh, Un- unhappy one, as you'll see. There are so many flickers of fabulous texture and life struggling valiantly to get out that it m- makes the general inertia and frustratingly flatness even more painful. Okay. Um, then here's the one right after it. The single most unique and visually stunning Marvel movie ever. A return to grand Hollywood epic on the biggest scale possible. While it understandably may not work for some, this behemoth of a picture is a hugely welcome and refreshing entry. Two diecast. I mean, they're so different. Do they be more diametrically opposed? Those reviews, right? It's like you either like this stuff or you don't. I don't. You know, I don't know. Um, well, I kind of throw it out there like this. Um, Marvel is now so big, and we've already seen this right. through their other films, like you know, Winter Soldier and Black Widow, and they're doing different genres. Okay, I think we've brought this up before. Yes, the umbrella is superhero movie but now they're so big they're doing other genres and i think with this again marvel is so big now it's kind of like become like the comics okay so you don't like thor right maybe you would like you know um captain america or there's a whole cosmic fringe within the marvel come up so i'm knocking stuff over there's a whole <laughs> cosmic fringe in the Marvel comic books. Right. 
that people love this stuff with, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and Adam Warlock and all that stuff and the Celestials. Now, we've right. seen hints of the Celestials already, but it seems like we're now going to get a much bigger cosmic piece of how all this stuff yeah. is together. And, and I think this is a foundational movie, which might set people up. Like maybe, maybe you know, and I don't know, but maybe it's uh, something where um, they're setting up a lot of things for later and a lot more characters and problems and things. And maybe this is just a uh, preamble. I don't know. I don't really know that area of Marvel very well, but it feels like most people don't know these characters at all. Right. Would, right. You know, so, so they're going to have to do probably a shit ton of exposition. Right. They, they have to teach a lot of people who these people are because you don't need to show Superman and how he became Superman anymore. You don't need to show Spider-Man. You don't need to show Batman, you know, which is nice. We're going to see a year or two for Batman too. So like these are, probably going to be a ton of exposition exposition i'm just guessing because you have to there's a huge cast so it's probably exposition for each one of them yep right so you got to do these are things you have to do to teach an audience who they are so my guess is you're going to get a lot of that maybe a a battle and then then maybe the story will continue like later on that's my guess like i don't know how the way you can write this thing well and the other thing too is I, i agree with you on all your points but the other thing too is Essentially, each of the other Marvel movies, except for Spider-Man, were all origin stories. Right. Right? We saw each of these people come into being a hero. Yep. And then we got the Avengers, right? Right. Then we got the Avengers. Uh, This is going to be different because they're already, I mean, they have a different purpose. And maybe they are on the side of good, but they were put here by the Celestials to basically observe and just make sure that the Deviants... didn't do anything to the humans. And so even, pretty- and, so you know this stuff. I don't even know what a deviant is. Like, I don't any of the, like all that stuff's got to be explained. So that's, that's probably the gist of why people are probably, probably I'm guessing looking at some of the reviews, I'm guessing that's probably the bigger problem for a lot of these reviewers. Maybe it is. We'll see. So like I said, listeners, uh, you know, pay attention here. Cause it sounds like Joe and I are going to talk about maybe going to go see it for next Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'd like to be reviewed on time for people so that, you know. Right. We actually but also, do, this isn't our day job, so we no. got to squeeze it in when we can. When we can. Um, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to, to Eternals anyways. I don't care what. And I, I just don't like, I tend not to read any reviews. Michael's the review guy. He likes to find out before he goes what people think, and then that helps decide his thoughts. I like to go in clean and figure out my thoughts afterwards. Well, I sometimes go in clean. Uh, I didn't read a lot of reviews on this i just saw the headline saying that yeah. but now had, you're uh, but you're already tarnished because you read that headline no no i don't think i am because um i don't really know anything about the eternals so i have no hype either way shape or form yeah i don't either i don't have hype other than it like you said it, it's a marvel movie and i'm gonna go see it exactly that's kind of how i'm approaching it so yeah. I, you know there are some movies that i love okay let's face it um I, I know we're getting a little off base here, but like the transporter, like one and two. Yeah. I love those movies. I do too. I like them. Uh, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, the best one is a 55%, right? which is a point below this. So right. now I'm not saying this is going to be the stupid dumb action that the transporter is, but I still loved it. So, right. you know, there are movies. One of my favorite movies of all time is Equilibrium. I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that. Christian Bale plays, does this stuff called Gun Kata. No, I did not see martial this. martial arts with guns. I did not see this movie. It's super low budget. It's okay. And there's like two, maybe three action scenes. Right. I 
fucking love that movie. And it's, I think it's, I don't even want to look at the Rotten Tomato score. I think like five people have ever seen this movie. <laughs> I love it. So sometimes you just like a movie and who cares what the critics say? Absolutely. I try to do all of them that way. Let me decide. Then I'll, I'll give you my, I'll give my so, thoughts. And again, even when people that listen to this show, it's just my thoughts. I mean, what the hell am I? I'm just giving you what I, what I think. It doesn't mean that it's good or bad well, for okay, you. So, you know, the first Suicide Squad movie, when it came out, it had terrible reviews. I still went and saw it right away because I just love the Suicide Squad. Now, yeah. in that case, I agreed with the view- reviewers. It was a terrible movie, and I don't think it was the director's fault. I think it was ruined in editing. I didn't even hate it because, I, again, it was one of those things I don't know anything about any of these people. And I you know, I didn't think it was like as bad as some people say. It's certainly not as great, but, you know. Like I didn't all see. I, know was, uh, I don't know. What, was it Carla Devane or whatever her name is? Carla. All yeah. I know is she should stop acting. <laughs> um, I mean, the point is, like, that didn't receive any re- very good reviews at all, and I was like, it's not that bad. And the second one got so many high reviews. I'm like, well, it's not that good either. <laughs> like, they were both in the middle. Oh. In the middle, to me, and the second one might have been slightly better, but not really, in my opinion. Again, personally. Remember, I waited forever, forever to watch Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And now, mind you, I watched the extended cut, which was, you know, people better. said the Zack Snyder was cut. better than the, you know, theatrical cut. Oh, the, I don't the know. Batman, Superman, not not Justice League. Sorry. Yeah. Justice League. League. I'm talking Batman versus Superman, yeah. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the extended cut, which, like I said, some people said it was better. I don't know. I've never seen the original. But I watched it after years. I owned it for years, and I didn't watch it because I heard such awful things. And at the end, I thought it was actually pretty good. Right. It was fine. It's not great. It it was fine for that couple hours, and forget about it. Right. So hopefully Eternals is better than that. Hopefully Eternals does set up something that that will get us more down the road. Because they have to build a, they have to build this thing. They can't they can't recycle. So they got to go into new territories. And hopefully this does that. Even if it pulls in Thor Dark World numbers, if um, if this was anything other than a Marvel film, that's still respectable returns. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to our geek this week. Michael, I led last week, so why don't you lead this week your geeks? Don't have a lot. I uh not really sci-fi or geek based, but I am I finished uh, I finished a book by Cecily Strong from SNL. I think I finished that last week. Oh, right on. Um, and uh, now I'm reading the uh, Bourdain, the definitive oral biography. It was it's, I don't have the woman's name in front of me, but it's his former assistant, mm-hmm. and she basically sat down with dozens of people from Bourdain's life, including his mother and his brother and his ex-wife, just and people he worked with all throughout his life, and did all these interviews and then took them all and put them into a single cohesive narrative of his biography. Mm. And I'm only like 20% way through it, but it's engrossing. If you're a Bourdain fan, it's a must read. If you can't stand him, you're not going to like the book. Yeah. I think you have to know who he, I mean, you have to really kind of get into him. Um, I dig him. So this sounds like something that might be down my alley down the road. It's, it's really good. It's very engrossing. It gives you insight that I don't know, Maybe just another facet of who he is based on, despite what you've seen just on TV. Did you see his um, documentary? Not I his. Not he yet. didn't do That's it. That's something I to do. So, yeah, watch that. That's interesting because, you know, there's a voiceover in it, right? 
that's his voice, but it's not him. It's oh AI. yeah, the, it's AI. CGI or something. The AI created it. Yeah, there's so much. There's there's just so many hours of his voice recorded that it can do it so flawlessly. You know, and it has enough data to figure out to read a, a paragraph, and you would think it was him. Oh, so. yeah, that makes sense. Well, they kind of did that with Roger Ebert. Yeah. When uh, yeah, when he had the cancer and he lost his voice box, they gave yeah. him a machine with his own voice. Yeah. But uh, so. and then other than that, um, I went ahead and I, a little bit of a splurge. Um, I and now it was a long time ago, 10, 15 years ago now, but Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang, when they did the new 52 of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. they relaunched the series. And I actually have the first two trades digitally, and I've read them and I enjoyed them thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And I always plan on eventually buying the rest of the trades. And I think there's like four maybe six more. So, you know, it trades like what, 10, 15 bucks a pop. So I was like, all right, it's going to cost me 60. That's what one, that's that's what six to eight comics in a trade. Uh, More like four to six nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the trade, but around four to six nowadays. Okay. Anyway, I looked at buying them, you know, at some point I was like, I'll get to them again. It's going to cost me around 60, 70 bucks. Well, the omnibus, which is oversized and a massive hardcover, right? With a, dust jacket and everything mm-hmm. dropped in price to $66 for the entire run. Uh Oh, so I was like, I'm going to spend this money eventually anyway, completing this run. So why not just buying this awesome, you know, awesome volume that I can put on display. So why not? I bought it. And now you're going to, you, you've read it or not read it? No, no, I, I haven't read it yet. It's okay. uh it's like it's like twelve hundred pages. It's gonna take me quite a bit of time. So it just showed up uh, yesterday, in fact. But uh, very excited. So I will be reading it soon. All right. Hopefully. What about you? What are you geeking out about? Well, a couple of things. I uh, took a little bit of a hiatus, but now caught back up with the Apple Plus series Foundation, and I'm I really like this show. Um, it's really heady. It's like Dune heady. You know, really? where you've got, you, yeah. And I don't think I've seen a, and I, I, I swear, I don't think I've seen a better shot cinematography television show ever. The way it looks, really? it's, it's beautiful, man. Like it is not, there is no, uh, it is not low budget. It is not low budget. Um, acting is very Apple, they, Apple is spending some money. Yeah, even if it's I don't know what the budget is on this, but they've made every every penny count. Um, it looks beautiful. Acting is very good. It's very hard to follow though, because it jumps time a lot, and um, I'm getting it. But it, it it picks up momentum with every episode. It gets better with every episode, and um, you start to learn about the cultures and things. Um, it's like there's spots they spend a lot of money on. And then there's spots that you can tell that was, this is the set for the season or, or, or this episode. Like, you know, like sometimes you'll get that like one person episode, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, to kind of cut things down a little bit, but I, you know, for those that love science fiction, like pure science fiction, Michael, I think you would like this show. I, I think you would really like this show. I think I need to check it out. I mean, <laughs> you have Apple plus for free, so it ain't going to hurt you. All right. But I, I got to finish. Why? <laughs> At some point, I gotta watch. Uh, I gotta watch what's that show? The Expanse. But the Expanse, yeah. I got like two or three seasons to catch up on. This yeah. might be a little bit easier because it's just the one season, right? 
Right. And then I think, you know, Apple put out another show called Invasion, which is another alien type thing that I have that, that just came out that looks pretty good, too. But, um, I, you know, I think th- this story is really good. I, it's hard for me to explain everything. <laughs> you know, it's a um, uh, it's an Isaac Asimov show. I mean, book um, that was based off a bunch of like, I think, short stories, I believe that became a book or something. I'm not quite. Um, you know. I think originally, yes, uh, it was serial, serialized, if I can get right. that word out, but then collected into foundation and then turned into a series of novels. Right. I think the plot, like, as I read it in through Wikipedia, um, they, they're hopefully trying to tell this over 80, 80 episodes. That's, that's what they're, it might be, it might be, maybe it'll be shortened, but that was his dream. Um But basically it's, you know, years of this emperor rule and this emperor rules the it's his genetics. He's constantly cloned and there's always three of them, a young, a middle-aged and a, a older person. And they just cycle through these emperors. It's the same technical person because they've, uh, they're clones, pure clones. Right. Um, and anyway, there's it, it, so much to talk about. And this person named, um, Harry Seldon is a mathematician who predicts that the end of this empire and uh, there's just a lot of things that happen around that, but it's just, it's so, I can't, it's, it's so complicated and maybe that I'm not giving it, you know, like um, making people enticing them with my synopsis or anything, but I, I find it fascinating show. And, you know, Lee Pace is very charismatic. Um, so he's really good in it. And uh, I really like him as an actor. Um so I, and he's really I good. I loved him on Pushing Daisies. Yeah, you were saying that before. Um, so it's it's seven episodes in now. Um, I'm caught up, um, and there's only three after that. So there's ten, ten per, um, I guess seasons. But uh, if you guys have nothing to do or you're out of stuff to watch and you have Apple Plus, I, I definitely would. You should give it a shot. It takes a bit, like. You know, but it is stunningly beautifully shot. It is really beautifully shot. Like I'll every, have to check it out. Everything's like a painting, man. It's unbelievable. And especially for a television show, especially for a television show that comes from a phone company. <laughs> <laughs> One of the richest phone companies in the world. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like they're not, this is a company that decided to make, um, you know, content. Well, I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I'm at. Uh, and then for Halloween, we were flipping through movies, watched our typical some horror movies. But then I, we were getting late, and I'm like, what is this? It was on HBO Max and this movie called Priest. And I, and I watched it. Um, are you familiar with this? I am not. So it is um, – I think it was done. I'm, I'm looking it up here. I don't have it ready to go. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to get the, the wiki on this. There we go. Um, film. Where is it? Priest film. Uh, oh, with Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany, yeah. Oh, I heard about this. I heard about this film. It came out like 10 years ago, didn't it? Yeah, it's like, uh, 
and 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 what's his name's in it too um oh my gosh why can't i find why can't i find this thing i got maybe i should just go to imdb it's paul bettany and uh carl urban carl urban that's who i was looking for right Oh, and this is a name from the early 2000s. Cam Gigande. Yeah. My internet is so bad today. There we go. 1994, right? Or 2011. 2011. 2011, yep. Yeah. Right. There we go. So um, it... It, it was fun. It was a fun little ride. It's got, uh, you know, like I said, Carl Urban. It's Stephen Moyer for those that are in the, the um, uh, True Blood. True Blood fame. He played, um, oh my gosh. I knew all this stuff before the, the show started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works every time. Yeah. Bill. He played Vampire Bill. And that popped into my head that did not, uh, I didn't have to look that up. So, anyways, basically, it's a kind of a, it's based off a comic book, I believe. Yep, putting an old Korean comic book. Yeah, so uh, you have these old these, these generations of priests that fight these vampire creatures that are very they're 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 monsters. They're not people, and they lose uh, as they're fighting. Um, Paul Bettany, who's the main character, loses his friend Carl Urban to these vampires, but then later on he comes back as. A human vampire, like the first human vampire, and his goal is to take over the earth. You know, because that's what you do. Right. Um, but it was an interesting movie. It was better than I thought. Again, it was one of those. I have zero idea what this is, and you know, not one expectation. But I like Paul Bettany. Um, you know, it was good. It's funny how it feels dated, and it's 2011, which doesn't sound long time ago, but. That's 10, 10 years. years. It's 10 years, but you don't know that 10 years goes that quick. It just does. So that was my other geek this week. I'm not saying you should run out and watch this movie, but it was just one of those things that are on HBO. I would say watch Foundation don't before you watch this. For sure. <laughs> so if you want some stupid vampire movie that you will, you know. Hey, there's a place for it. I, I was into uh, what the Underworld films back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it's, that, it's, it's that feeling. It's the same feeling in a way. Yeah, I own all five. I think I've only watched the first three. I still need to watch. <laughs> I love five. how you buy movies that you haven't never watched. <laughs> well, it's like I'm going to watch this at some point, and then I don't. Right. I right. think I got a deal on the Blu-rays. I think it was like twenty bucks for all five, or maybe even less. So I was like, and it came with a digital copy. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. I, I know I like the first three, so it was worth to buy it. And then right. I just. Didn't get around. I will eventually. I eventually watched Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I mean, like Christopher Plummer's in this. I mean, he's a big name. And you've got uh, wow. Phil, Phil Collins' daughter, Lily Collins. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, it's fun. It's fun. So, all right. Anything else on your end for geeking this weeking? No, I'm good. Cool. All right. Well, before we jump into our main topic, it's that time again. It is. Yes, it is our Patreon time. So if you would like to help out the show in a monetarily way, which helps keep this thing afloat, check us out at patreon.com slash kybercast. And um, you can sign up for a one, three or five dollar a month. And it really helps us uh, 
put the show out there for you. Again, this show it will always be free. We're not trying to charge for it. We're not trying to make a ton of money. But if we can keep our expenses to even, I'd be a happy man. <laughs> Just do our stuff. But either way, we're semi happy. We get it. We we love doing this. Um, but if you want to throw us a little something in the tip jar, check out uh, again Patreon.com/slash Kybercast. All right. Moving on to our main topic this week, Michael. It was a week of trailers. Well, at least a couple of them. Indeed. So, especially, actually, the week of in like yesterday and today. <laughs> Not since we last recorded. Right. Because um, nothing's come out, but these trailers have come out, and and there's two of them. Uh, the first one came out today, actually, so we'll go in the reverse order. Um, it's our good buddy Jared Leto in The Ultimate Goth. He's the ultimate goth, right? He really is. As Morbius? Yep. Um, what do you think, Dr. man? Michael Morbius. Well, so here's a, this is actually the second trailer because the first one. Well, there was like a uh, behind the scenes kind of thing, right? No, there was a trailer that came out. I want to say it was late February, early March 2020. And I think we all know what happened after that. Oh, right. I totally forgot. Yeah, it came out a long time ago, well over a year and a half ago at this point. So this movie was ready to go, I want to say summer 2020, or maybe even spring. Maybe it was summer. It doesn't matter. The point is, it didn't come out. It got pushed back. Got it. Venom came out. Venom, other Venom. Carnage has come out, which this was supposed to come out before that even. So, Well, was it? Yeah. See, I haven't seen Venom 2 yet. That, neither have I. You know, but I think both of us, uh, I don't know. My approach to this movie is the same as my approach to Venom now. Meh. I mean, Sony's trying really hard to show that this is somehow tangentially connected to the MCU. Right. Without actually being part of the well, MCU. Well, it's the Spider-Man universe, right? They're building the Spider-Man universe. Exactly. Exactly. So. Which, I, that's where I think Far From Home is going to, or Far From Homecoming. What is the next one? No way home. No way home. No way home. <laughs> That's how I got in the mess before. Um, I think no way home is going to have explain a lot of this, right? The breaking away of the Marvel universe, or whatever, or or the going into the Spider Verse, so to speak. I think so. I think maybe. But he, here's my thing. Okay, I saw Venom, and I realized this film is not the same story. It's not. Well, kind of not. It's not the same director. But these two stories really have a lot in common. In that Venom, you've got a, a, a person with their heart in the right place mm-hmm. that gets mixed up with some kind of darker power. And they try to do good, but there's still a dark side to them. So they're kind of like these anti-heroes. And they really play that up in the trailer about, um, you know, he, he's right there at the crossroads of hero and villain. And he could go either way. Right. And let's face it. Venom was the same story. True. True. I mean, I, I think what intrigues me about this one is a, I don't know anything about B. It looks like the character is a little smarter. I don't know. Um, or different. Um, uh, you know, I watched the original venom again and I, don't, I didn't hate it as much as I hate it the first time, but maybe cause I have a different expectation watching it a second time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, but this one actually intrigued me. I like, I'm actually, I don't know anything about this character. I mean, um, isn't there like a man bat in DC? 
like there there's, bat, there's Batman and there's Man Bat, right? Which is right. stupid. But you are correct. Uh, I never, I don't know anything about Man Bat, but this seems like a lot like that. Maybe you can, maybe you should, you can shed well, light you're, on you're that. You're not, you're not wrong. They're very similar. Um, the thing that sets Morbius apart, like, oh, he's just a vampire, right? Yes and no. He, his, so he's Michael, Doctor Michael Morbius, but right. in the comics, he's Morbius, the living vampire, because you know how vampires are. Right, undead. undead. Right, so he's got this terrible blood disease that has you know debilitated him his whole life. That's why he went into medicine to try and find a cure. Feels like he's a Doctor Strange set, like a rip off of Doctor Strange a bit here too, like the storyline. I don't well, know. No, what, well, I don't know what the thing came with Doctor Strange though, the thing with Doctor Strange is that Strange, yes, he got into medicine initially to help people, but then it all became about him and the glory and the money. No, no, he, he searched, he searched to cure himself. He was, he, he, had, right. a self, he had a selfish cause first. Yes. Yes. And, and kind of like that here. And then, you know, they show them, he cuts his wrist or his palm open. Yeah. And then vampire bats come out and then something happens where obviously we'll see later in the film, but oh, by, by the way, I've seen maybe four movies in the last month where people just cut their hand open. And nobody really makes that big of a noise. Like, that can't be that fucking easy. No. Dude, you get a paper cut on your finger. And you're right. Like, Ow. Right. You and, like, people, all, all, all these movies, movies, you show somebody, like, oh, I'm just going to cut it. It's all. And make, no, like, no moves. And any movie. I just, we just want, my, my, Michelle and I watched, she loves the movie Practical Magic. It's an old, I, I, first time I've ever seen it. It's, you know. Oh, yeah. Nicole Kim and Sandra Bullock. Yes. And they're like sisters. And they're like, they cut their hand. Oh, let's cut our hand in blood, sisters. Like, and they don't even, like, yelp. Yeah, no, that's, I do have any movie that has someone cutting their palm, that's bullshit because, I'm sorry, try not moving your hand for more than a couple minutes, right? Right. You slice open your, your palm, you're going to reopen that wound a thousand Doesn't, times. Exactly. Just stop. Thanks. I've just basically hobbled myself. Right, right. But um, I agree with you 100%. But anyway, Well, they show that in this preview, which is why I said that. Um, he does it to the bats to come get him or something. I don't know. So, like I said, you know, you, you often say I'm the comic book nerd and I am. There's no denying that. But I can't say, I I mean, that's really I all I know about Michael Morbius is that he's the living vampire. And I really don't know much more than what we saw in the trailer. And then I, he shows up in Marvel Comics now and then. Sometimes he, he's like an antihero, right? Sometimes he's good, yeah. but sometimes his vampire urges are more than he can control and he's bad. So, like I said about Eternals, I don't know anything about this, and that's why I want to see it. Like, I get to learn about a new character, right. and hopefully it's a good character, you know? Now, I you do, you do see Michael Keaton in this preview. Oh, yes. And I, I'm assuming it's the same character as the Vulture. Like, I assume this, like... 100%. He, he's in prison, right? Yes. So, why would he go visit him? I guess we have to find out in the movie why why Morbius sees him, but... Uh, well, if you see, there's a couple scenes uh, throughout in the in the preview where you see uh, Morbius in a an orange uh, jumpsuit as well. So oh, I right. think the thought is he is brought to prison. Here's what I think happens. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm, this is not definitive. But in the preview, we saw there was a ship. It ran aground in yep. New York, and you know there's some jump scares, and I think you're led to believe that. Uh, Morbius is responsible for the death of the crew. I don't right. think that's the case, but I think he gets arrested for that, and that's why he gets sent to jail. Right. And then he gets out through whatever means. But And then I'm assuming, like many other movies, like Venom, 
Right. And Marvel movies are guilty of this as well. We're going to have a mirror image adversary. For the first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's uh, Man, what's his face? Oh. The former Doctor Who. Is it Matt Stone? Oh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Thank you. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he he's the one that's going to be like, I think he's going to be a vampire too or whatever. Something. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I think what we're seeing here is Morbius. He goes to jail, and then he runs into uh, the, the Vulture. And this is more just just like we saw in the trailer for um, Let There Be Carnage. Sony is doing everything it can to start assembling its Spider Verse, that is connected to the MCU through Spider Man. Does it mean we're going to see Venom and Morbius in the MCU? Fuck right. no. No, but, no. We're not going to see that, but we are going to see Spider-Man in the MCU and in the Spider-Verse. And that way they're going to kind of be like, yeah, these are kind of in the same league. You need to watch these movies too. Right. And I hope they are. I hope they like, I want them to build a cool thing is I want Spider-Man to have a cool, like, I don't want him to, uh, you know, fail, so to speak. Um, if we can, if we can get a good, Sinister Six or something, and we get a you know a different do- a new Doc Ock out of all this, and we get a Vulture, and we get a new um, Green Goblin or a Hobgoblin. I'm all in. Like I'm, that's cool. We can build out the Spider Man verse and oh, get some cool stuff. I'm, if we just do it well, you know. Well, even into the Spider Verse. I mean, they even made Scorpion cool. Right. 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 And I get that with Sony animation, but it's still Sony. And once again, because the MCU has now opened up the multiverse. Right. Even Sony's plans fit into this. So even Sony, who had mentioned a multiverse, the Spider-Verse. Right. That still kind of correlates to what Marvel's doing. So it's all possible. Right. But that said, nothing in this trailer really grabbed me. So I'm kind of, I'm not. I can't say that I want to run out and see the theater day one. Yeah. You know, let's see what else is playing at the time. <laughs> you know, but, right? uh, you know, I, I, it, you're right, but I don't want, I don't want to not see it. How's that? Well, I don't know. I, I'm almost to that point only because, I, like I said, I finally saw Venom. I haven't seen the sequel, so maybe the sequel's much better, though. I don't know. Right. Um, but this seems like Sony is like, okay, Marvel's doing Spider-Man, and we're going to get him back for our movies, too. Spider-Man is all bright and lots of light and awesome, so we're going to go with Venom. Everything's going to be dark and at night, and then, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do Morbius, and everything's dark and at night. I mean... Not all of Spider-Man's villains or every character in the Spider-Verse has to be dark. Um, like, there was talk for a little while they were going to do a Black Cat movie, which I would totally be into. Um, I don't know if you know who Black Cat is. Basically, she's like, she's the cat burglar version in the MCU, the counterpoint to Catwoman in Batman. God. But she's... Uh, She's been a love interest for Peter Parker before, and she has been an anti-hero at times, too, where she's done some good. 
And there was talk they were going to do a, a movie with her and Silver Sable. And that would have been a much lighter, much more fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm saying that I haven't seen Morbius, so I can't say that it's not fun. But at least the tone I'm getting from the trailer, it looks dark and foreboding. Well, you've got Jared. He doesn't, well, yeah. play, he doesn't play happy. Has he been in any kind of happy thing? No, that's why I'm not speaking. I literally stopped and thought to think, what has he been in where he's happy? The closest comes to is Suicide Squad. Yeah, happy. but it's kind of, yeah, I guess the Joker's a, in both, and, and in, he played the Joker in, in Zack Snyder's cut too, which I thought he was good in. Um, I mean, I like the dude, but, you know, I, I don't, I rarely see him in, as a, uh, you know, like, I don't think he could do, like, De Niro, where De Niro does a comedy. Like, hey, he's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for those that don't know, Midnight Run is one of the best movies you can ever watch. Ever. With Charles Grodin? Oh, my God. It's the best. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Is Admittedly, it, I, only, I only saw it once in the it, 90s it, on it, HBO. It's a great road movie. I mean, Charles Grodin is such a great straight man, and yet. You know, it's it's one of my favorite. I, I, if it's on HBO or something, I'm gonna catch it. I watch the rest of it. It's one of those. I'll have to watch it again. It's it's just a lot of it's it's funny. All right, moving on to burying what I call the lead. On Monday, out of the blue, I didn't know. I don't know if anybody knew it was coming. I didn't know uh, it was coming. Disney Plus released the Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett trailer. We call it trailer. It's previews. You know what? All of them are actually called wrong. You know why they? You know what trailer means? After they used to come after the movies, you'd see what comes next. That's what they used to they used to play them at the end, not at the beginning. I know, but they moved them to the beginning. Which is no, they should be called previews. They well, yeah. you're previewing the movie. You're pre. It's you're shooting, seeing something before the movie starts. They're previews. Um. Anyways, <laughs> they're showing the Book of Boba Fett uh, preview trailer. Came out. Preview trailer? Preview trailer. That's how it works? Yeah. Um, and, okay. My thoughts? I don't think people are expecting the story. I kind of was, but I think there's people out there that just want to see an ass kicking Boba Fett, like we saw in that one, in episode like two or three, whatever it is, in season th- three, two of Mandalorian. Um, but this looks like a down and dirty gangster underworld. Uh, you know, Goodfellas or Godfather meets, you know, the underworld. Um, and I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm all for this. Like, I want to see where the gangster world is. Maybe they bring in, you know, um, Crimson Dawn and Black Sun and all these other right. factions, you know, and and the Pikes and all these things that come in in into the lore of the under underworld. Um. I mean, I'm digging this. This looks fun to me. This looks really cool. Um, if you know, I think if you look at um, Tamora in this preview, he's in a lot different shape than he was than when they shot Mandalorian. Oh yeah, he's been working out. You know, um, not that I was making fun of Mandalorian, but he looks like he looks good. And it looks like there's some time that's passed too. If you look at the, like he just painted it in the Mandalorian. If you look at this, there's a lot of more scrapes and stuff on his armor. So maybe some time has passed since we've seen, since the Mandalorian. But um, this looks great for me. Um, I, I can understand why people see the preview and go, this looks, this might be boring. I don't think it's going to be boring. What do you think? What, what, what's your thoughts, Mike? 
Um, I agree with you. This looks more like a this this looks like they could call this Star Wars Underworld, and it right. would be not too far off, right? Um, what this is going to show us, uh, from what I'm seeing in this preview trailer, whatever you want to call it, it's it's Boba filling a power vacuum. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, obviously, Jabba's been dead for what five years, five or six at this point, roughly somewhere, right? Yeah, Bib Fortuna obviously took over, and he comes in and just you're done. But it's interesting that he's like, you know, what, what Jabba did with fear, I'm going to do with respect, right? And obviously, you see him bring in all these other groups, so maybe he's going to bring in uh, Crimson Dawn and Black Sun and all those. And he, you know, kind of like uh, I got a very Godfather vibe, like you know, the five families got together to talk in the first Godfather, one hundred percent, a vibe like that. So. All that to say, I, I agree with you. I think this is what this story is going to be and what differentiates it from The Mandalorian. Um, and there's a lot of connections out there. I mean, you got to remember, um, as we saw with Crimson Dawn, now, obviously, at this point in time, we know that Maul is dead. Because we know, I mean, spoilers, he died in Rebels. Mm-hmm. But we also know that he successfully... Had, uh, had a civil war fought on Mandalore and he had his own group of Mandalorians and we saw, you know, their helmets were different. They had the spikes on their helmets. And that was kind of like an homage to him and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gotta remember the, the, the woman Mandalorian in the forge had spikes on her helmet as well. So right. does that now was Disney smart enough to put all those pieces in to connect them? I don't know. Am I reading too much into it? Possibly. But it would be interesting if those were little hints and nods to the fact, you know, because Maul led Crimson Dawn and he had that, you know, he had that association with the Mandalorian. So could that, could that Mandalorian be somehow affiliated with Crimson Dawn or one time with Darth Maul? So there's all these pieces that might be connecting here, all, you know, all these dots right. in the Star Wars underworld. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. Um, the bigger use of Jabba's palace, you know, you see meeting rooms, you see like a giant tower uh, that they're in that overlooks the sea, overlooks um, Tatooine. This whole thing could take place on Tatooine. We don't know if he's going to fly around. Oh, they do. They do show the ship flying around. So maybe not. Right. Um, I love seeing, you know, um, all the. Star Wars alien du jour from, you know, uh, Trandoshans, Ethorians, um, the, what do you call them? I don't remember the name of them, but the walrus people. Oh, yeah, I don't remember their all, name either, but yes. All at the table. Um, you got Twi'leks in there. Um, like, they've, I love seeing the Ethorian guy in, this, in, in whatever, either it's a throne or a client or something. Uh, for those that don't know, Ethorians are the hammer, we would call them hammerheads as a, kid right. they were the hammerhead um so this looks awesome to me i i look the first thing is the uh he says i am not a bounty hunter and you're right off the bat you're just like what so clearly he's turned a corner right he's done he's done with the bounty hunting he's made his money and now he's tired of doing the work of others and i think he wants to uh you know unite the groups and make some real court incorporate if you will is, is i think some of the words he says uh in there Right. Um, well, 
and you got to remember too. Um, I mean, he, he definitely had a lot of time to think. He was in the Starlock pit. Obviously, he got out somehow. He had a lot of time to think while he's being digested over a thousand years. <laughs> well, not only that, but okay, he got out somehow. How he got out, we don't know yet. Hopefully, we find out. Right, they've covered it in some what are called, you know, now part of the Legends novels. He got out. Right. Um, but you know that may still be the way he got out, or I, I have to believe at this point it has to have something to do with the Tuscan Raiders. I think um, so. I think you're right because, like, it feel like he's definitely adopted some of that culture. Um, yeah. He's, I mean, he holds the staff with them, or whatever those things are called. I forget what they're called, but yeah. he has the staff with the bantha stick. Bantha stick, yeah. Or not bantha, uh, bath. I don't know. Bafta. Bafta is what they ride. Bafta, right? Bafta, maybe that's it. They're too similar. Like yeah. Um, but he also, if you also remember when you know on that scene in Mandalorian, when they showed him, he had that stick, but he also had one of their rifles. Yeah, he did. So he clearly went native. Um. And I think kind of like, uh, I don't know, kind of like, uh, what would it be like, you know, Nathaniel Bumpu or A Man Called Horse or something. One of those Westerns, he went native. He, he learned their ways. He earned their mm-hmm. respect. Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. There's another one. Uh, or Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a ripoff of Dances with Wolves. <laughs> I know. Time. I said that just for you. I know. Um, but anyway, here's an outsider that went native. Like the last samurai and Tom Cruise. I gotta right. stop with the jokes. The point is, we see Tuscan Raiders or Sand People. I don't know if that's offensive. Um, <laughs> uh, in the in the trailer preview as well. So, how is that? Be, wouldn't it be some shit if he elevates the Tuscan Raider to like mus- the muscle? Right, like that. Be- they become his muscle throughout the all of. Tatooine, and that's how he's like. Listen, I own everything outside this fucking city too. You outside the Tuscans, you're gonna have to pay. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> he elevates them and gives them the things they need because we we've been we've seen some of that in the Mandalorian. Like people treat them poorly, except for Mando, right? There's respect, yeah. and and if Boba learned that respect, and like you've got these people on your side, that could change the dynamic of that 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 character, which I think is awesome if they do that for the with the Sand People. Oh, I agree. It'd be great. It makes me wonder, though, like, so obviously we know, well, we don't know, but we assume Boba went native. So does he speak their verbal language or does he speak their sign language? Because they didn't really get too into, too into it, and, and maybe I'm speculating here. Yeah. But it's almost like the Tuscan Raiders, they speak their, their they don't verbal speak, language. They don't speak basic, as we would say in the world, right? Right. But they obviously speak their language to each other. I wonder if that hand, that sign language is for outsiders. Right. It's possible. So all I'm saying is there, there's these shows are adding so much depth and so many layers to like an onion of Star Wars. I'm loving it because it's just making it a much deeper, much more, I don't know, a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. Far more so than, you know, the, the sequels. I'm just... I'm, I'm looking forward to what I'm looking forward to is will they take other alien creatures and elevate them to a prime status, right? I can't think of any Star Wars film or show that makes an alien, I guess maybe Yoda, to, to be fair, is is a prime character. Um, Chewbacca. Yeah, but he didn't talk, right? We have Han talk for him. 
True, true. So, you know, so if one of these characters is like always walking, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's more than a few, but I still just don't think, I still think humans have the lion's share of the stories. Right. Right. You know. You make a good point. But then again, Star Trek's the same way. I know. That's what I mean. We need to, it'd be cool if they can do this. Like what if that, that a Thorian would be sweet or uh, maybe Bosk is in this, you know, as a Trandoshan. Maybe, maybe there's IG-88. Who the heck knows? Um, comes through here. All the bounty hunters that you know, whoever he he gets on his side or whatever, but uh, I don't know. This to me looks fun, but I can totally understand what people look at and go, well, "This doesn't look what I. It's not what I want." You know, um, I don't know. Well, what do you, What do you think people want? I don't know. I, I I can understand if they just want like another gunslinger. You know. Yeah, but why do that show again? We're, we're it's already being done. Oh, no, you and I agree, but you know how people right. are. Well, and it's interesting too because. You know, Boba Fett is a fan favorite character who had, what, 12 minutes of screen time and six lines of dialogue. Right. His whole character was fleshed out in the comics. Right. And in novels. But, you know, a lot of that stuff, I mean, yes, some of the comics now have come, you know, they're the rebooted comics. He's got, you know, a canon there. Uh, Again, his previous stuff is considered legend. So some of that may have happened. Some maybe didn't. But they've basically got carte blanche to tell whatever story they want about Boba now. Now, I believe he did show up in the, uh, he showed up in uh, Clone Wars for a small period of time, didn't he? And wasn't he running like a, a guild of bounty yep. hunters as a child? He, or he, well, he was like a teenager. Okay. More like 14, 15, 16. So not so much older than we saw him in uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. Within a couple of years of that, give or take. Yeah, maybe a little more. Right. In between that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's now in his 60s, right? Well, I don't know how old he is. That's how old Tomorrow Morrison is. I don't know, right? Old, but right. The point is, we got a good, you know, 30, 40 years of story that you can tell in there. You know, they can do flashbacks. They can do all kinds of things. Right. So, but like I said, the interesting thing is, He's a fan favorite character that so many people really enjoy him and are invested in him. But it's he's kind of like Wolverine. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a good everybody, that's a good. everybody loved Wolverine and no one knew anything about him. And then they went back and told his origin, which is fine. But did you really need to do that? I mean, it adds depth, I guess. And if you really liked it, it does. If it, if, it, if it adds to the character, yes, right? Like, right. like I don't, you know, I don't know all the Wolverine comics. I just know. I was introduced. Like, I knew who Wolverine was in the comics. I didn't read X Men really, so my first real taste is the X Men movie, right? And then right. X Men Two, where you learn more about his origin, at least how he got the adamantium. I didn't learn about like I didn't know he was a mutant. I didn't know he ever had bones that came out. Yeah, I don't know if that was like that in the comics either. I have no idea. Uh, for like good twenty years, he was well, maybe ten, fifteen years. Everyone just assumed the. The, the claws were metal all along. And then yes, there was a revelation in the comics too. They were bone. Right. So anyways, um, I think if it, and that adds depth to the character because now he, he became a product of the government, which makes his head go in a different spot. Right. For Wolverine. Right. Um, so that changed that, 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 that helps his character, at least some of his attitudes. Um, so the Boba Fett one, what I like is that he's done his time as a solo bounty hunter. And we've already learned that he has, I'm not going to say scruples, but um, ethics 
a code of ethics that whatever his ethics are, they're to him. Um, and if you've ever seen the movie Miller's Crossing, you ever see that movie? I don't think I have. Coen Brothers, right? Coen Brothers, right? It's a it's a it's a gangster kind of thing, right? And the gangsters are talking, and in one of there's a line, there's like a speech in there. One of the gangsters, I'm talking about ethics. You don't do this. You don't. You don't. You know, drug kids. You don't do like you know, like even the Godfather. If you watch the Godfather, there's ethics to their crime, right? Yeah, they like they're not getting into drugs, right? Getting the drugs, or like if a, if a family's loyal to them, they're going to help them. Like there's there's a you know, yes, they wanted to make money and and do things a certain way, but they also somehow cared for their community. Whatever that is, you know, there's a there's an interesting side to it, you know. Right, maybe um, at the detriment to other communities, but their community was okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not good, but it's also you understand their point right. of view, you know. Um, and I think that's where he comes from here. Now, like when you finish the, you know, they say what makes us they're, they're, in Boba in the Boba Fett preview, they're they're all at the table and they're talking, and um, you know, one of them says, you know, we could just kill you now or whatever, and and um, Fennec Shen says, you know what. If, if if you talk like that in Jabba's, you would you'd be gone, right? Um, but his right. last line to his menagerie, yeah. And it, but the last line is, "Go ahead, speak freely." Like like, do you really want to speak freely? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I'm really looking forward to this. I you know, it's not something I ever asked for. No, but you know, I'm interested, and you know. Like I said, some people are like, this is not what I was looking for. I don't know what I was looking for. I can't say that I was looking for anything because we don't know anything about Boba Fett. He he looks badass mm-hmm. and everyone was into him, you know, back in 1986, or 83. I loved him. I thought he was badass too. Don't know anything about him really. Right. But now we're going to find out. And you know what? Eight, nine, ten-year-old Michael is okay with that. Yep. And it's Gaffy Stick. It just popped into my head. Gaffy. Yes, yeah. thank you. Gaffy Stick popped into my head. Um. Yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. Now, I saw something in this trailer that oh, yes. that I don't, you know, listen, it's just me and and, and maybe it's because I, I like that character a lot. But um, if you look. I don't know how you spotted this. I don't know how you spotted I swear this. to God, it was just some, it just walked right by and I was like, wait, what was that? You know, because I'm looking, I watched the preview like three times, like the third time. First time I saw it and the second time, I'm like, what? And then the third time, I'm like, holy, I stopped it. Like I stopped right. the, the thing. I'm like, well, that looks a lot like. A person. And if you get to like, was it one minute and six seconds in roughly? Yep. Right. There's a scene um, with two Twi'leks, a yellow one and a pink Twi'lek. I don't know how, what, what, if there's different names. Like flesh. Yeah. Human white flesh. Yeah. Um, And there's somebody that walks in between them. And if you stop the frame and Michael will post this on our Facebook page, you can take a look at it and, and and maybe Instagram too. Michael, maybe you can post that later today or tonight. Um, it looks like an Easter egg of Obi Wan Kenobi, old Obi, like Alec Guinness. Obi Wan walks in between them. I mean, I'm sure it's not like I don't think it's a story. It was just one of those funny things that I saw, and I'm like, wow, wow. And you really look at it, you're like that is pretty darn, pretty darn close. It could be just it's just an Easter egg, but you know, it's a brown hooded, cloaked figure, white hair, a little bit of a beard. I mean. The nose, it's slightly out of focus as they're walking behind. Um, you know, great link bait. 
if we, we put it out there. Uh, so I'd love to get your guys' thoughts, whoever is listening to the podcast. Take a look at our, our Facebook page and Instagram page when you hear this uh, podcast and, and tell us what you think, if that's Obi-Wan or not. And Michael, you got to do that big red circle around the person, right? Like they show on those other websites. Circle? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will do that. <laughs> what do you think, Michael? Is it Obi-Wan or not? No. No, it's not. <laughs> Only because... We know, that, I mean, Obi-Wan's obviously, he died in, you know, uh, A New Hope. But they're on Tatooine, right? I understand. Well, this scene might not take place on Tatooine. We don't know that. And this is many, many years after. But I do grant you it could be an Easter egg, just kind of like, uh, kind of like how, like, I think you mentioned before we started recording, you know, E.T. showing up in the Senate. Right. The Millennium uh, Falcon. The Falcon. Or even like got- the... Uh, the Serenity from Firefox shows up on Coruscant flying by. Right. Or uh, even, what else was there? There was one other one I had. Oh, Indiana Jones showing up at the podcast, at the pod race. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Star, Star Wars pod podcast. Race. Right. So I, I don't deny that it's a, hey, like possibly, you know, just like that. Like it's an Easter egg. Right. Is it actually Obi-Wan? No, oh, it can't no, be. No, it can't be. Um, funny thing, though, this is a, a, not about Boba Fett, but I, as I do once in a while, I put stuff in the background, and I like Revenge of the Sith a lot, so I just listen to it. It's on the background. And uh, I'm probably late to this, This, uh, I guess, um, epiphany. I'm, I'm sure I'm late to this story. But there's uh, when when Anakin defeats... Count Dooku cuts his head off after the do it after that line. Um, Palpatine and and, and uh, Anakin start walking to leave, right? And Anakin goes over to uh, Obi Wan to check on him, and and the Emperor or Palpatine says, "Leave him." And Anakin says, "No, his fate will be the same as ours." Right? Yeah. All three of those guys, the fate. Their fate was the same at the end of all the stories. All three of them died on a Death Star. Well, yes and no. Yes, all three of them. The Emperor came back. That version of him died. That was a clone later on. But You're right. That's a good point. They all died on a Death Star. Though you could argue... Anakin died on um, what is it? Um, no, no, he died there and dragged his dead body under the under the thing. He didn't, he died on the Death Star. Like I'm saying, you could make the argument that Anakin died on Mustafar, but Darth Vader died on a Death Star. Sure, but their bodies all died. Right, right, right. right. No, I get you. Like I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not. But I was like, wait a minute. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty. Catch. It's it's pretty interesting. But after you know how many years of this shit, twenty five you know, years later, you just yeah, you know, like, like was George that smart? Is he just that lucky all the time? Like, was he that lucky that Alec Guinness made that big pause before he said, you know, Darth Vader? He was killed by a student of mine named Darth Vader. Right. I mean, that long pause. If he didn't have that long pause, we wouldn't believe anything, right? Right. Was it a stroke of luck, or you know, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know why it hit me, but it did because we were talking about uh, Obi Wan there. Um, let's see. Wait a minute. Uh, Jennifer Beals is one of the Twi'leks. Oh, the one that's uh, 
the flesh colored one. Oh, oh. I wonder if she's a maniac. Oh, I will find out, right? Maniac. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dated uh, flash dance reference. All right. I don't know if there's anything else to cover on this unless we missed anything, but it looks uh, it looks really good to me. I'm excited for it to come. It looks great. I'm excited. I, I still wish we could, I mean, I wish we had Mandalorian season three coming first, mm-hmm. but at this point I'll take any Star Wars show I can. Not that Boba Book of Boba looks bad. I'm I'm excited for it, but right. I'm really excited to see what happens next in Mandalorian. Agreed. All right. Well, you guys tell us what you think. You can talk to us on the social medias. Michael, how do they find us? Well, you can find us on Instagram and uh Twitter at Kybercast, or you can find us on Facebook and Facebook. Facebook on both a group and a page at the Kybercast. Awesome. And if you would like to, again, tip the show, check us out on patreon.com slash Kybercast and you can contribute to the show. But the best way you can help the show is to tell your friends about the show and they can find us at any of the podcatchers out there from Apple to Google to Amazon and the one you're listening to right now. You know what you can do? You can smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Smash it. Subscribe to the uh, Kybercast and you will be alerted to our latest episode. Um, And, you know, if you feel like it, leave a review. And that also helps out the podcast very much. So the more reviews we get, the more people that listen, that's that's really the most important that we just want listeners out there. So, um, you know, check us out. You can always, uh, if you don't have a podcast, you can check us out on our website at kybercast.com where you can find some cool merch coming up for Christmas time Uh, we can get them get you know a nice kybercast t-shirt maybe or a mug or a hat it's all there check it out at kybercast.com slash shop Um, and then that'll probably do it for this week I know next week Michael will try and do the Eternals if possible Uh, we'll talk offline we'll try Um, so until then this is the way I have spoken piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.